This is a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't you know, know, planes yeah. that they're building? Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I am Josh. <laughs> Whisper sweet nothings in my ear. What are you guys up to? Oh, five nine, I think. Yeah, five nine ish. I'm almost ten. I'm hoping if I stand on my tippy toes. Um, how was your trip, John? I heard you went to uh, somewhere down south. Yeah, I went to Furnace Fest down in Alabama. Um, it was a lot of fun. A bunch of people from Salt Lake went, hung out with. Homies from South Carolina saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen in forever. Used to tour with, so no, it was, it was a good good reunion. That's um, awesome. Saw a lot of bands, and it was a good time. And I was exhausted by the end of it, and I couldn't wait to get home. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it's one of those things where you love going, but you almost need a vacation from the fucking vacation. Oh, so yeah. I was yeah. drained. Yeah, I was drained, but no. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I would like to go again. That's awesome. Birmingham's actually, I've been to Birmingham a bunch of times, but I guess I've only been around the, like this one venue that we play. Mm. So I didn't realize kind of how cool parts of it were. So yeah, a lot of time. historic bullshit, I think down there, if I remember right, which is kind of, yeah, cool. the, the yeah. venue that they, well, the place where they hold the festival, it's called Sloss Furnaces. And they're like these, it's like a historical landmark. And they're like these huge old furnaces and a really cool looking location. Wow. That actually is badass. I got to say, I travel the world kind of in the Navy and about, but I've never been anywhere near the South. And I always, North Carolina, I guess, if that, you know, that's I about mean, it. That's, that's the South. That's the South. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I, know I didn't do Don't let fun. the name confuse but. you. <laughs> it's, you mean, I mean the North Carolina in, uh, in Canada. That one. I've been to that one. I just haven't been to the one. No. But it wasn't fun. It was meeting the old ex-in-laws. And, you know, so there's that. It was always a joy. But anyway, well, welcome back, man. Good to have you back and around. Um, not much going on our side, I think. I don't know. Josh, you got anything? I mean, other than just uh, we got some decent weather finally over here in the Washington State. So. Yeah, it cooled off here quite a bit, which has been nice. But it also is just heralding my impending doom. <laughs> you know, it's going to be that time of year again. What I like to call the crap crappiest time of the year. <laughs> oh, dude, holidays. I love the winter time when it gets dark at like four thirty, and I'm like, I don't feel bad for sitting on my ass at eight o'clock when it the fucking sun's still up. Oh, I, I love know. not leaving my house. The older I've gotten, the more I embrace winter. I used to I, yeah. fucking hate it, but like now I'm like, I think with COVID too and the uh, like lockdown or whatever, I've it's changed me into even a bigger homebody than I might have been before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I'm just like, ah, fuck it. That's an excuse to just, just sit at my house some more. 
what what is it and not and not feel guilty about it i just hate being cold and my house is old and drafty yeah my house is Um, we also tori likes to keep it tori likes to keep it cold as fuck in the summer and also cold as fuck in the winter (laughs) there's no fucking change (laughs) but there's a difference there you know like yeah Yeah, it's just 60 degrees year round right yeah and so like we walk around with like blankets and, and it's not like we're like trying to save money it's just like it's know. joys of living in an old house, man. Mine's 1923, and I had a guy come today, and we bid because after, like, the fucking summer we just had, and we broke records, I, I've got to get AC. Like, I've got to get AC. And the place oh, is built in 1923. And so he shows up, and he's in the basement looking at the old oil, fuel oil furnace I have, and he's like, holy shit, this thing's old. I'm like, yeah, tell me about it, dude. But it yeah, heats crazy. this house in the wintertime like a mofo. Like it oh, just, my house oh, shit. can heat up perfectly fine. It's just yeah. the other half that lives here is always <laughs> cranking down the heat. <laughs> the crumbungeon. We got to save like, energy. What, what God's name is wrong with you. It's fucking freezing in here. So I like it. I'm like, we're you like, like it, I huh? have sweats. and I don't mind wearing sweats in a sweatshirt, but like, I don't know. That's fucking I have fun. the opposite problem. I'm like uh, the d- proverbial dad. Like, are you fucking touching the thermostat again? Like a Christmas so, story. He's always turning it down. So I feel like the proverbial yeah. doubt would be like, all right. Well, like the silent look of approval, like, mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. all right. Nothing. No word has passed. You just know <laughs> yeah, what's going on. Like, if 78 degrees in the winter is good enough for Jimmy Carter. It's goddamn good enough for us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Meanwhile, fucking news. The next day, a couple found dead in their home, frozen from hibernating. From fucking. <laughs> just from hibernating. From hibernating. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to hibernate. Oh, my God. Fucking fantastic. Uh, no, nah, dude, I get it. It's cool. You know, Josephine is the same way. She, you know, she's kind of, she likes it cold to a certain point. I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Take it. Take it or leave it. Whatever have you. So, anyway. But, yeah. Yes, winter's upon us. Winter's upon us. We uh, are trying to wrap up season five here, so we should be should have that kind of out of the gate in the last episode, what, first week of December or something, guys, somewhere around there. I think looking yeah. at the schedule. So Yeah, that sounds somewhat yeah. accurate. Yeah, we I, got a few. I knew we talked about it, but it's already I, I just do what you tell me to do, Shane. Well, whatever. That I just because I'm the guy that wrote the schedule because I was bored during a meeting. That that means nothing. So, but with that being said, we do it have means some... the world to me, Shane. <laughs> Doesn't really. Thank you, man. God, I married the wrong one for sure. Um, That's what we... I've been saying. <laughs> we have uh, we have some good guests, by the way, actually coming on. So stand by for that. This actually is episode seventeen. This is a news episode uh, before we roll into good old Halloween. And I don't know if you guys don't mind. I got a little tiny tidbit one that I can start with, and we can kind of roundhouse it like we usually do. Sure. So. Thought that was as cold. We don't want to do doom and gloom at least too soon. Josh, I think you probably got that covered over there, but we'll. Uh, oh, of course, he's. I'm sure he's got something <laughs> up his sleeve. sleeve. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Everybody get prepared to be insanely depressed. In yeah, exactly. 20 to 30. It's that time of the month again. Uh, yeah, there we go. Well, let's start high before we get low. How's that sound? Uh, this article is written by Adriana De Diaz, and it is Beam Me Up. William Shatner is going into space with Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Did you guys catch us at all? Or is this a little. I did, yeah. I did pass yeah. over that one when we were looking for stories. Um, also, I, I'm pretty sure William Shatner has sold his soul because he's like 90 years old and oh, he doesn't. Jesus. He looks like he's 70. Or it, something. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, like, I just. Friends with Dr. Miami or whatever. <laughs> is it more likely well, he looks great i mean he looks great 
for what he's doing compared to the like, other ones. You know, mobile he and like he did when he was young. Yeah. If, if I turn ninety, I'm gonna just be like a vegetable in a bed. Like, I'll be lucky if that happens to me. Well, and you know what? Not to sidetrack a bit, but speaking of old, um, we did watch the latest Clint Eastwood movie. I oh, got to remember what it's called. The Cowboy One macho cry macho or something yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like 91 92 i you know and i anybody out there who loves clint eastwood i love him like he's my own dad i'm not belittling him whatsoever but he he needs to stop acting it it's it's done <laughs> like you can tell he's 91 92 but not william shatner like he's still kicking it he's got a yeah. show on travel and you know so he's what's still uh, so why does he get to go into space and nobody knows I think, again, like you said, I think he shook hands with the devil, you know, but uh, um, it's fucking PR shit. Man. It absolutely oh, is PR oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, so, so I got him Je- Jeff Bezos is going to take him into space. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So here's what it basically they're going to go on the new Shepard capsule uh, in October. There's no date plan necessarily. Uh, 50 minute civilian flight, according to TMZ. Uh, if you remember, listeners, uh, Jeff Bezos has a blue origin flight. That looks like a giant penis. <clears throat> Just saying. That's what it looks like. Uh, they actually were going to do a documentary that was rejected by Discovery about him going into space with Jeff Bezos. And now I guess uh, his team is negotiating somewhere else. So we'll see what that pans out to be. But uh, it is believed that the actor's spot aboard the spaceship is being comped. His fellow civilian astronauts have not yet been named. Uh, Of course, we know who Shatner is. If you don't, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's just kind of exciting, I guess, that he's going to be the oldest one. I did not know this, but the the first flight they did, uh, what, what July twentieth, it says here, uh, Mark Bezos, Dutch teenager Olivia Damian, and test pilot Wally Funk. Funk was the oldest person in space at that point because he was uh, eighty two years old, and so Shatner is going to beat that record. So hmm. there you go. You know, I mean, point of order: Does low Earth orbit really count as? That's what I was wondering. I was like, oh, so they're doing a 15 minute flight. So he's just going to get some zero G or whatever, no gravity for a minute. And then, yeah, Yeah, Uh, he's not going into like. Like, he's not going to go have cocktails on the ISS. Well, it's stupid because, you know, the other guy, I think Virgin, the, the owns Virgin. You know, remember that whole yeah, thing? They Virgin. launched like what? With, well, yeah, shit. They launched within like a week of one another. One mm-hmm. went. Some so much so much higher than the other one, but it's still fucking inner. It's not space. You're still just flying around in the in the ozone of the earth. I whatever, yeah. whatever. Well, I mean, and, I mean, I'll yeah. I like to go to you know the outer atmosphere, but yeah, yeah, I feel like you're being fairly liberal calling it space, right? Yes, unless I just don't have a firm understanding of what space is. Space is and, doing like, a lot of work in that sentence. <laughs> yeah, it's doing a lot of work. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. When I think of space, I want to like. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, like see the earth space. from above and be like, holy shit. I can see the entire continent of Africa. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's I mean? space. Space to me is like a first contact Star Trek where they did warp speed and they look back and earth is a tiny, tiny dot. That yeah, is space like, to me. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, yeah. Not like, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm light for a couple minutes, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Wrong. Yeah. I good for him. Take that opportunity. If it were offered to me, Oh, yeah, no, it'd Which, be awesome. And for William Shatner, 90 years old, that's awesome. Comped. That's awesome. I'm not not trying to talk shit. No, no, but yeah, you, you brought a valid point. You brought a very valid point. I thought about that, too. Um, I knew a guy, actually, and then we'll we'll kick it off to 
John or Josh, whatever, but I knew a guy speaking of space and going up in that thing that actually was in the Air Force and he worked on the Vomit Comet. And I don't know if you guys ever heard that in history, but it's an airplane that was built to go up into the atmosphere to where you lose gravity for literally five to eight seconds and then it drops back down again. Oh, and then it goes, but yeah. it doesn't it yeah, create like an artificial thing because it it's does. free falling. Yeah. So it creates that it like creates feeling that. of zero gravity. Yeah, but it's only one that's kind of designed to take it, you know? Yeah. How they filmed uh, fucking Apollo 13 was most of, most oh, of the inside the. Nice. All the weightless shots, basically, of them inside the capsule and the limb were done on the vomit comet. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gosh, can you imagine how long that would take? Uh, that would he suck. loved doing the work, the guy that I knew. The environmental impact of that. I know, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, nothing compared to this new space tourism, so I'm a little bit conflicted because while I would take that offer in a heartbeat, like... At the same uh, time, you know. The, uh, like, the carbon footprint of launching that rocket is more than, like, oh, it's 270 insane. people's whole output for the year yeah yeah agreed and you know what i i you know i know that's the world that we're in now i know nasa's budgeting conflicts whatever they say whatever have you and so now it's privatized and this is going on but you know what if if i was a bet man i was in that kind of realm i would say look it will let you do this but you need to figure out better technology to do it otherwise you're not allowed to do it because jesus christ you know, now we have people competing with all the rocket fuel all the it just it's insane it's insane I just don't understand the premise behind it, but you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. So well, anyway, we're all going to die anyway. So. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're going to die from the <coughs> so I, almond tasting spicy air in the summer. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just I, uh, continue. so we're so good at just like shitting on everything and going. To it's, so it's so awful. It's so awful. We're very good at that. Um, uh, well, let me turn this around a little bit. So while looking for stories, I feel like this month is a little light because I always like to tend to look for the UFO stuff. And I feel like since the 2017 New York Times articles come out and like the Tic Tac and everything, like I feel like it's kind of quieting down finally. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, after that, the news of the Congress coming out with all that stuff. Um, I feel like it's just, the news is like slow, like kind of just mellowed out, but whatever I came across this most ridiculous story. Uh, it's sad and also funny and then sad again. And it has nothing to do with the paranormal or anything, but it's, uh, by Dan Robitsky on, uh, the bite and it's festival goers did so many drugs that their pee harmed local fish. Jesus I mean, Christ. <laughs> So attendees at the 2019 Glastonbury music festival must have collectively taken an unfathomable amount of party drugs because when scientists analyzed water from the nearby river white Lake, they found high enough concentrations of MDMA and cocaine to harm local wildlife. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I just can't, you know, I mean, it's so I'm with you. It is fucking crazy. You high. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Don't eat that fish. (laughs) <laughs> like if you're broke and you want to get high, go to the river white Lake downstream from the festival and just chug some water. Oh my God. If you got so fish you fucking die. mean mugging yet, there's a fucking reason. Oh God. Oh damn. man. It is. So it's yeah. Like I said, it's funny and also sad, oh. but in the weeks following the festival, scientists found 104 times more MDMA downstream from the site than upstream of it. According to research published earlier this month in the journal environmental <laughs> research. 
that the Bangor University Science told The Guardian is high enough to hurt the local population of European eels, which are a rare and protected species. They also found 40 times more cocaine downstream than up, but thankfully that wasn't enough to endanger the eels. (laughs) So (laughs) again, not funny, but it's, it's uh, not, but it is. It it's is. not, but it hilarious. is. Like, you, uh, like, it's just so ridiculous that it's hilarious. But just uh, for good measures, the researchers also drug tested a nearby river, Red Lake, that doesn't cross where the festival was held. They didn't find any elevated drug levels on the water of that river, suggesting that the drug contamination did, in fact, come from festival goers seeking relief. Um, oh, my God. So apparently this is a well-known problem at Glastonbury um, because the festival organizers told the guardian that they'd already enacted uh, and seen quote unquote measurable success with their so-called don't pee on the land campaign. But I don't know if you've ever been fucked up on MDA and (laughs) cocaine at the same time. I don't think you really care about signs. Yeah. 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 I don't think you know what signs are. Just a little bit drunk. I'm flipping the sign off while I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So um, just, this is a quote peeing on the land at Glastonbury causes pollution of the water table, which can affect local wildlife and fish festival organizers tweeted in June, 2019 prior to the festival, the environment agency have the power to close the site. If there's too much pollution, please only pee in the hundreds of toilets and urinals on site. <laughs> in the, <laughs> the hundreds, hundreds of, of toilets and urinals on site servicing uh, thousands. Yeah. So yeah. that was prior to the 2019 festival. And they did this after the 2019 festival. So no one took that tweet seriously whatsoever. Seriously whatsoever. No. No. Well, didn't they say they had like a measurable success? Yeah. But what yeah. the fuck is measurable I think, success? I think the, uh, I think the uh, festival organizers are just saying that so they can keep their festival going. Well, I was going to say, what do you suppose the, the fucking thing where maybe there won't be a festival? I mean, granted, there's still COVID going on across the world. I'm sure it's not isolated just to us, but uh, I'm kind of curious where this is going to kind of maybe pinch hold a little, their little festival going on in the future. You know, maybe not. I don't know. So oh, I don't think so. That's so <laughs> but, sad. It just so yeah. sad. <clears throat> but like, think about how much that's a lot uh that's that so lot. much mdma and cocaine like that's crazy so, like be hurting the wildlife and like this endangered species the european eel like that's so much well unless people that's literally so like much. cutting fucking the cocaine with the fish on the shore and just sharing it back and forth i mean i i don't know number one i like to meet that fish because i'm sure he's a fucking party animal but i just can't imagine how else i mean god that it just it's fucking crazy Oh man, huh? Yeah, so crazy and hilariously sad. Yeah, at the same time. Oh well, <laughs> it's like satire. It's like, oh my god. Also, that's fucking. Funny. What did we do? Did you see that fish? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, really? and like, it's, and you'd you know. think that this is like an Onion article or just some other satire thing, but it's on yeah, CNN, it's Yahoo News, BBC News. Like, this is like legit it's, it's research. A, it's a thing. It's a thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, so kudos I, to yeah. any of you going to Glastonbury, just fucking ruining the environment by taking way too much MDMA and cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the wildlife. Needless to say, it's, your fucking bodies in 10 years or 15 years, if you keep doing that shit, it's, it's almost it's admirable. Just, it's just almost admirable. It's kind of an applaud thing in a way. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to say, you know what? Yes, sir. You've done well. 
clap, clap, clap. <laughs> What's just... that? You ate a whole wheel of cheese? <laughs> yeah, Not right. even matter. I'm impressed. <laughs> I wonder if oh, it was like God. a small subsection of the festival goers doing a massive amount of drugs. Or just like everybody there was fucked up. Yeah, not, yeah fifty thousand yeah, yeah. people have done a ball, and however much you weigh MDMA as. Oh my god, that's fucking uh, crazy. Oh, uh, interesting, funny, funny. Oh, that's fucking funny. In other news, uh, <laughs> NASA. Hey guys, this one's actually hopeful. International cooperation. You know, nice. I'm 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 a little ray of sunshine. Uh. NASA, comma, Boeing helping Russia. That's oh yeah, I came I came across oh. this too. Nice. Uh, so engineers from the U.S. National Aeronautics and Space Administration are helping Russia in its investigation into the possible causes of cracks and air leaks at the International Space Station. Paul Hill, a member of NASA's Aerospace Safety Advisory Panel, said at a Sunday panel meeting that at the Lyndon B. Johnson Space Center. Uh, that the panel itself and Boeing company are all conducting engineering analysis of the issue. Wow, that is really weirdly written. Mm. So basically, they found some cracks in some of the first uh, modules that they put up there that became the ISS that are leaking like small amounts of oxygen. Okay, I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, um, and NASA and... uh, Russian space agency are working together to try and like figure out where exactly they are, seal them up, kind of like maintain the, the, uh, <laughs> integrity of everything. Their so. house in the middle of how space. Did, yeah. How did, uh, yeah. how did crack get up there? Did a Glastonbury music festival go or sneak <laughs> some up there? <laughs> yes. Uh, it was, uh, sorry, I couldn't resist orbit flight from blue origin. <laughs> too soon, John. <laughs> too soon. Uh, Actually, you know that that shit was from Richard Branson. He fucking handed oh, fuck yeah. that shit to the ISS. <laughs> he was probably <laughs> high the whole way during his flight. I'm fucking positive. But... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's fun. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. There are names in this article that I don't so like pronouncing. Remember when we was it two years ago three years ago i can't remember on the timeline when they actually found a hole that they thought it looked like it was drilled to the space station remember that news story no um, i do not vaguely maybe yeah like it was a big investigation and they had it pinpointed like it had to be internal and it had to be somebody that was stationed on the space station and they had it nailed down to different astronauts i i it went away in news but it was just one of those things where it it literally looked like somebody tried to sabotage the space station which doesn't make sense to me i mean you know granted i you know i can't swim so i picked my job in the navy so i would save the ship i was on but if you're a fucking astronaut you can't trust the ones that you're with Uh, i mean cracks and holes and air leaks i i have that in my house that was built in 1923 the space station shouldn't have those things that's yeah, scary. That'd be, that'd be pretty like terrifying. Trying to drill out from a pressurized environment's not a great way to. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Violently <laughs> ejected into the vacuum of space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm. I don't know. I hope that's not true because that's uh That's horrible. If that's mm-hmm. the case, I was like, holy shit. You well, know? you just got a death wish, I guess, at that point. But how do you pass yeah, all I mean, these tests and everything to get up there to... Right, all the psych tests and everything else to... Yeah. Space 
Madness. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was like Event Horizon Part 2. I, I have no clue. Anyway, I remember that article. I should try to look that up because it was interesting. I never knew what happened to the outcome of that. It just kind of was weird. just kind of went away, you know, or I lost track of it or something. But Listeners, you know. I'm going to turn you all into Snopes. I want you to fact check Shane's story and let yeah, us know. There, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, I want to say it was like two, three years ago, something like that. But uh, anyway, no, that's scary shit in general. You know, I mean, not yeah. green again, you know, we're talking about space is negotiable. Like, you know, the space station's in space. Well, it's not necessarily in space per se, but you know, I mean, I get it. It's still a bad thing. You know, we're still traveling back and forth and shuttling people. So, you know, it's not Wait, the space station is in so. space. No, it's in the very high horizon of the atmosphere. I believe like it's just on the envelope of where it like glides. Cause you can see it. Like you can see the lights and stuff and it sees earth and it does that. But I, I don't think technically it's in what they consider space. And I, again, I could be wrong, but I know it's in the envelope of wherever that like line is crossed. And I can't really, there's like a certain amount of time that it takes to get there. So I was like, Oh, well that's not really very high if you look at it. So, but we can do some research um, real quick on that. I totally could be wrong. I know I'm not wrong on the story though, because that did come out. That was kind of, that would just struck me odd that that would just happen. So it's about 250 miles above earth, above earth. Okay. And pictures of it look like I would consider that space. Well, and it does. I know. Yeah. And I know that, you know, it looks like like it's, uh, that's not like it's above the upper atmosphere. Like it's above. Okay. The, the space tourism flights aren't going as high as, no, they're not going that high. No, 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 no. They're like just getting, high they're not even leaving the atmosphere i'd be curious i want to look that up just to make sure you know like i said i think it's on the very low low line of where that is but um we're gonna look that up real quick we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back with some other news there's actually a couple fun ones here and uh, we might have some stuff for patreon if we can cross our fingers enough and we will go from there so everybody stand by believe in ufos Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, everyone, we are back. And so as it seems, I'm kind of right and kind of wrong. So there's something called a Carmain line, evidently, that technically falls above where the space station goes. But technically, the space station, like you were saying, Joe, we're talking about this offline because now I'm curious more than anything. Um, you know, satellites are a lot of bullshit. Technically, they're orbiting, they're in space. But there's like a line that defines like the atmosphere of space from Earth to like space space, like deep space. And evidently, they're just on the edge of that. Is uh, from I'm near as we can see. I'm still going to continue to shit on the space tourists for not actually going <laughs> into space. Know. That is my prerogative. 62, 62 miles. I will continue to do that. Right, right. Well, well yeah, just, Jeff, you know, yeah. So Jeff Bezos did go 351,210 feet, and that is 66 and a half miles up, technically, where our atmosphere like not, thins out. There's not a technical Line, place where it thins out, but like that's kind of where it ends right okay okay because there's like a buffer zone there and i That's remember like the space station falls in the buffer zone so 
a non-issue. Right. But I mean, the space station, what did we say? 250 miles, miles up. So yeah. that's still a lot so more. So technically, than oh, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. No, no. Hands down from that for sure. So anyway, yeah. Okay. Space stations in space, I suppose. Define how you define, how you define space, I'm sure. Is the space station bigger than Ireland? <laughs> I said we don't have time Absolutely to start not. that. <laughs> we don't have time to start that conversation. That'll be a Patreon completely. But anyway. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Moving after on. All so after all of all that going on, yeah, Let's literally, get folks. back on the rails, guys. Yeah, yeah. We were like on break for a good, what, two, three minutes? Like, oh, no, wait. Am I wrong on that? Are we right? And we're Googling shit back and forth. We want to try to have the right information out there for everybody. So, you know, just saying. Um, but with that being said, let's move forward. And this is actually kind of a, I don't know, I stumbled on this one and I thought, you know, October's around the corner. This is fun. Uh, this is from CNN. Uh, the title is a gravestone missing for almost 150 years was being used as a marble slab to make fudge. I don't know if you guys found this what? or not, but here you go. So uh, it turns out that a turnover gravestone served as a perfect surface to make fudge for a woman living in Michigan. So we might ask ourselves, well, how did this gravestone uh, get inside the home of Ockhamos, Michigan, outside Lansing? Now, that's a mystery, according to the Friends of Lansing's Historic Cemeteries. And I shit you not, that is a group, uh, short for F-O-L-H-C is the short term. I wouldn't remember that either. Uh, says the President Loretta S. Stanaway. So the monument was discovered in August on an estate auction site after the matriarch of the family was passed, uh, placed sorry, in a care facility for Alzheimer's. Um, sad, because I just went through that with another family member. I get it. Um, the former citizen of Lansing recognized it was probably from a city cemetery and got in touch with the above said group, and they started doing investigating. So, uh, evidently, quote, the family hired an auctioneer to take care of the items, Stanaway told CNN. As he was going through things, he saw the slab of marble in the kitchen, and it turned out that it discovered it was actually a gravestone. The family told him they used it to make fudge. The family could not say how or when the gravestone got there. And so, I just find that out of all the things to make something on, there you go. It's like... Sounds like Nana was a fucking grave robber. Was it was a little bit of a goth chick and nobody knew? I, I fucking don't know. It's crazy. He was like fucking uh, milk, milk, lemonade around the corner fudge is made. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, you read this article and everybody that ate her fudge, that was the best fudge around. Um, quote, we looked into trying to find. <laughs> yeah, right. We and looked into goes. trying to find any relatives to see what we could figure out and what the story was from a relative uh, standpoint or someone who could give us permission to put the monument back where it belongs. But we weren't able to find any survivors, Stanaway said. Uh, and the actual tombstone is from a Peter J. Weller. Died in 1849 in Lansing, Michigan, and was buried in Oak Park Cemetery, Stanaway said. And so in 1875, his grave was moved to Mount Hope Cemetery, but the monument never made it. So 1875, evidently somewhere in betwixt there, it turned into a fudge slab, and nobody knows why. paid for the moving. (laughs) You move the bodies and not the tombstone, or vice versa. So anyway, I just well, fuck it. Let's funny. just make fudge on it. Does anybody really even like fudge? Are you guys fudge fans? In Christmas, I will take a couple things of fudge, but that's it. I'm not a fudge fan. So no. in Christmas, you'll get some. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I could take it or leave it. I could leave it wholeheartedly. I'd, I'd rather just eat chocolate. Yeah, if it oh, disappeared, yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, felt, I feel like you have to be like from the Great Depression, being like, 
This was the sweetest thing I ever had. I love fudge. It was the only sweet thing we could afford. So, yeah, exactly. so only my grandma Christmas. used to make it on our dead daddy's gravestone. We could only have it after Christmas when I was a child because my uh. grandfather had to scavenge it from the trash of the rich people. Well, it's funny you say that because my mother used to have a fudge recipe that she claimed was in the family for years and years and years. And she had it all written down on a cue card that she got from her mom. And so fast forward like 10, 12, 15 years, whatever have you, I'm wanting fudge for some reason. It was Christmas. I was out with, you know, my wife and we're looking at fudge. And, you know, you're looking at the ingredients for fudge. And and most fudge has that, um, the Stay puff stuff, right? The marshmallow puffy yeah, the, bullshit. The, the sure. Yeah. Whatever's yeah. supposed to be in there. Anyway, I, Got the jar and I flipped That's it around. Probably why fudge tastes like crap is because that crap's. That's in it. probably right. Yeah, it's all processed shit. But I was reading the ingredients on the back and it had a recipe for uh, fantastic fudge, and that recipe matched identically to the one that was passed down in our family from evidently great grandmama. So. Great. You know, my grandma stay puff. <laughs> so which one in your family is a liar? A recipe exactly. Liar? Exactly. Or, Who stole what? Or did you to j- retain legal counsel and sue the shit out of? Judge yeah. Judge. Yeah. I wish. I don't think that was outcome. I just let it go. I have bigger <laughs> battles to fight. So anyway. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to keep it rolling with some comedy here. So this comes from our friends over at the singular 14 society. Tobias and Emily Whalen. Um, Kentucky man charged after shooting at quote unquote aliens out of hotel room window. Why not? Huh. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> Police in Richmond, Kentucky arrested Waco resident Samuel Riddle, 55, following an incident earlier this month, month in which he reportedly fired multiple shots out of his hotel room window at quote unquote aliens in the parking lot. According to a statement released by the Richmond Police Department, officers responded to a local hotel on Keeneland Drive in reference to a report of gunfire on September 11, 2021, at around 3.27 a.m. Upon arrival, police discovered the shots were being fired from a hotel window and worked quickly to get patrons out of the hotel and secure them in a safe location nearby. Christ on a crutch. <laughs> Officers with the Richmond Police Emergency Response Unit were called to the scene and made contact with the male inside the room who was identified as Samuel Riddle. Uh, he was in the room with an unidentified woman who had locked herself in the bathroom. Police were safe, <laughs> able to safely remove her. Um, Riddle later told detectives that he had, quote unquote, observed aliens in the parking lot and was shooting at them. Uh, there were no injuries. Um, although police did discover several bullets had struck vehicles and one had entered an adjacent occupied room. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Riddle was a convicted felon and was in possession oh. of two handguns and a semi-automatic rifle, which makes you feel good about everything. I never would have thought that was a twist on your story. I, I just <laughs> wouldn't have thought that would have been the this thing. This guy? So, a convicted yeah. felon? Yeah. No way. So he got a bunch of charges. Like, I don't really need to read them but uh apparently uh firearms and the paranormal is a little more common than one might think in july of 2018 christian j devoe a self-described paranormal investigator living in Tallinn, connecticut faced charges following an incident in which he fired a gun at phantom home invader 
Oh, Later that year in December, a man out target shooting on public land near Helena, Washington, was shot at by another man who mistook him for Bigfoot, quote unquote. <laughs> and more recently in 2019, park rangers responded to a report of shots having been fired at a Bigfoot in Mammoth Cave National Park. Yes. My God. Thank God tracks. that we just allow people to have guns. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Why not? You know, I was wondering about that whole, remember that law, was it last year that Oklahoma did where they made it legal to hunt Bigfoot? Hunt it was Bigfoot. like Bigfoot season. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh Jesus, there's going to be so many fucking dead people in the woods. This is not going to be good. Yeah. So, wear orange people, wear orange. <laughs> yeah, right. Also tall friends, especially if you have long hair and beards, don't uh-huh. go to Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't wander out of the woods if you're, if you're hairy. It might not be a fucking good outcome. Uh, but in this case, it was aliens, which, you know, there's that too. Huh. Why not? As one does. Eh, you know, shit. Mm, interesting. Thanks, John. It That's um, makes me have Very a wrong. lot of lot of fucking faith in the human race, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. I thought this one was fun because it was, uh, you know, just in light of um, the UK having their own petrol panic like we did a few months ago when that uh, pipeline got hacked and shut down. Mm. Um, so we're going to take it back to space for this one though. Uh, gas station on red planet, new CO2 mm. reactor can make Martian fuel. <laughs> dun, uh, dun, dun. Omcom news. So a very trusted source. Um, chemical engineers in the U S are developing new ways to convert greenhouse gases to fuel to address climate change and get astronauts home from Mars, even though we haven't sent anyone there yet. Hmm. Researchers at the university of Cincinnati used a carbon catalyst and a reactor to convert carbon dioxide into methane known as the Sabatier reaction from the late French chemist, Paul Sabatier. It's a process the International Space Station uses to scrub carbon, the carbon dioxide from air the astronauts breathe and generate rocket fuel to keep the station in high orbit, which sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is badass. Uh, the Martian atmosphere is composed almost entirely of carbon dioxide. Um, astronauts could save half the fuel they need for a return trip home by making what they need on the red planet once they arrive, said uh, this is going to be a hard one. Uh, Jingjai Wu, assistant professor at UC College of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Hmm. It's like a gas station on Mars. Wow. You would okay. you could easily pump carbon dioxide through this reactor and produce methane for a rocket, Wu said. That's pretty Wu aims sweet. to recycle. <laughs> What's that? That's cool. Yeah, yeah I'd take that. Uh, Wu aims to recycle carbon dioxide and achieve carbon neutrality, which that is a fucking great great thing to do i think 100 on board with that i mean shit if you can yeah. make it happen uh for the study published in the national nature or sorry in the journal nature communications the team experimented with different catalysts such as graphene quantum dots uh which are layers of carbon just nanometers big that can increase the yield of methane Wu said the process holds promise to help mitigate climate change but it also has a big commercial advantage in producing fuel as a byproduct Wu's students also used different catalysts to produce not only methane, but ethylene, uh, called the world's most important chemical. Ethylene is used in the manufacture of plastics, rubber, synthetic clothing, and other products. Synthesizing fuel from carbon dioxide becomes even more commercially viable when coupled with renewable energy, such as solar or wind power, Wu said. 
right now we have excess green energy that we just throw away. We can store this excess renewable energy in chemicals, he said. This process is scalable for use in power plants that can generate uh, tons of carbon dioxide, and it's efficient since the conversion can take place right where excess carbon dioxide is produced. Wu added advances in fuel production from carbon dioxide make him more confident that humans will set foot on Mars in his lifetime. No, oh, that's kind of badass. I like yeah, everything I mean, about that, personally. I mean, yeah, if we can make it fly. Like, yeah. Stick one of these in every uh, smokestack of every power plant and make a little miniature one to go at the end of my tailpipe. You know? Yeah. You know, and that's all, you know, and he, that, what I was that quote butt. that you, oh, what? Your butt? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant by tailpipe. <laughs> so, interesting. Well, that's what I call my butt, too, every now and again. So, anyway. Um, your quote that you said, we're throwing away renewable energy. Like there's some energy we're just not, we still haven't figured out how to help ourselves in a way. Which is, that part of it is super sad because, uh, it sounds like what he's referring to is a lot of the power that's generated by like wind and solar that like, we don't really have a capacity to store. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's cool. There's mines that are. Trying to think of shit like this. Yeah. Mine's better than yeah. mine's better than mine. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> that was like two not depressing stories in a row. That was bad. Damn. Good on you. Clap. It's gotta That's be some awesome. kind of record. I know that uh, they've That's got the most consecutive stories in a row that weren't just <laughs> God were fucked for me in a very long time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, maybe you know, maybe we're rubbing off on you a bit. I don't know. I'm not saying the world's forlorn and going down the shithole, but you know, eh, you know, knock on wood. You know, but we do have stores like this, which is nice. It's decent. I know they opened up a station. Uh, was it either it's in Iceland or it's in Finland, one of the two. Um, it's the world's first, and it basically it harnesses CO2 and scrubs it and stores it and, and changes it for what it's worth. But it, it for what it was cost to build, like it took five years to build, and now literally it saves 1.2 two pounds in a week's time of carb. Like it just doesn't pay itself off. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm for the idea. I'm for trying, but at the same time, we're just, we're just not there. We don't know, yeah. you know, how to just get where we need to get with that. You know, I think this is a much more important endeavor than space tourism though. You know? No. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if it's just on the blueprints at this point, you know, something be yeah. said, but I think we're just, I don't know. Maybe our priorities are a little skewed. That's just me thinking out loud, but eh, could be wrong on that. Sorry, I Jeff mean, Bezos. Definite, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but with that being said, uh, do you guys got any other news stories for the regular episode? Um, we've got one or two. We want to leap into Patreon, but I wanted to see if you guys had anything else. I am going to save everything for Patreon past this. Do you guys have anything on your side? Negative. Sure, I'll just save it for Patreon. <laughs> do that awesome well with that being said stand by everybody uh we have actually some good guests like we talked about before we got a couple of original write-ups we got a good one i'm hoping cross my fingers for like the halloween time frame uh a story that i stumbled across of a character in in hollywood that i had no fucking clue existed so you know hopefully that'll be a good little halloween tidbit for you um and if you have a story to tell if you have news articles you want to write to us anything around that or just tell us you know where space starts by all means you can write us at strangejunglesgmail.com you can call us with your tales to tell if you want to do that as well at 801 252 69 sure call us 45 no dolphin sounds oh so disappointing 
So <laughs> anyway, um, where are we on socials? Oh, same place as we always are. You can find us at Instagram and Facebook on Strange Uncles, or sorry, at Strange Uncles Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. We have a YouTube channel. If I can ever remember the login, um, I might get. <laughs> I forgot mine too. I'm not too sure. What it is. Sorry, but I mean, there's some stuff there. Go check it out. Yeah, we got another couple subscriptions on YouTube, so we really probably should fire <laughs> that back up with something. I just don't know what to put there, to be honest with you. So. You know, there's that. Anybody has good ideas, let me know. You know, I know when we're out traveling, we try to, you know, do videos and put them on there. But, uh, you know, it's few and far between for sure. And the wife absolutely refuses to let me do weird shit on our personal vacations, which understandable. Makes sense. Fair enough. But still. Yeah. yeah you know, it is what it is. I've grown up to accept it. So it is what it is. Um, do you guys got anything else to promote, talk about, anything on your side? Negative. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's roll into Patreon. Regular listeners, thank you very much for listening. Close the gates.